So I don't think I've talked to you since your bike trip. How was the trip? Uh, it, it was it was good. Uh, it was challenging at times. Um, there were times like I, it it was weird. Like I I'm glad. Like every day we got a really early start, so we were basically up and out and starting to go toward where we needed to like get back to the trailhead from our hotel or whatever really between like 7 and 7 30 every morning yeah which okay was, which was fine because there were some oh my god like especially the last two days jesus christ they were so hot and humid oh yeah and there were like a couple of days where i'm like well my legs just don't want to seem to do this anymore <laughs> it's like they're like they've told my brain like really what's the point yeah so at least for like my last two days entirely and then maybe like the last two hours on, on day four were like all brand new and something that I could at least like cling on to like, all right, well, you know, this, I, I, I haven't seen this stretch before. Right. This, this, this is a new part of, of the journey and whatnot. So um, I'm glad I finally did it. I, I wish that I had been able to put the timing together like six years ago yeah as opposed to like you know taking me nine years to get back out um <laughs> but i'm i'm glad that i i finally did it because it's honestly just if nothing else it's just been bugging the hell out of me oh yeah because i i if 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 there is something that i feel that i can do and i try and it gets interrupted or it just doesn't come to completion and it's like something I can I can have a do over with like not finishing something that I actually have started and legitimately started not just had the idea of bugs the hell out of me so it is right. literally like it's been on my mind for 11 years yeah the my uh coworker that I went with said so would you do this again I'm like well <laughs> maybe like I don't I don't like to repeat things. My goal is reaching the end. Yeah. That that is that is where the fulfillment comes from me. And I know that that way of thinking can also stymie me in certain ways because you know the point is supposed to be the journey not the destination sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. For me the point isn't the journey. I hate to say it that way but like it's not to be like, I don't enjoy things as I'm going along. Yeah. But I'm doing something to finish it, to achieve it, to complete it. It's the like, point of this. this these episodes we're doing right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it, you don't it, enjoy the journey. You're just here to check that box and say, yes, I watched some Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. Um, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, maybe that's just a, a good meta commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Bright Guy into Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is someone whose wealth of car knowledge makes him a perfect choice to enjoy this franchise, Josh George. <laughs> yeah, the one and only. <laughs> um, so as promised, we are back for another never-seen-that-episode. 
these episodes were always envisioned as a way to kind of introduce someone to a movie or series that uh, we're kind of usually surprised they haven't seen. So maybe it's something that, you know, isn't that surprising for someone to have missed, but something we feel they should have seen anyway. Um, I guess I always sort of kind of saw it as a social experiment. Uh, you know, most of us have seen a movie that we loved as a kid. Uh, so could the person on the hot seat watching it today as an adult get the same kind of enjoyment as we did? And, you know, maybe it's just a me and my, my guilty pleasure of, of watching reaction videos and stuff like that. But, I mean, if you've seen the movie a bunch of times, you can never get back that first reaction. So bringing someone new to the table is, I don't know, a way I always saw to sort of relive that experiment and ex that, that experience through someone else. Um, I, don't, I mean, some of the movies we've chosen, I guess, are, are more recent. So the logic of, like, something you grew up with as a kid doesn't really apply. Uh, like Maybe it's more fitting to describe these movies as something that's just surrounded in hype that someone hasn't seen. Uh, so we, again, put that person on the hot seat, pick their brain before and after. Uh, and I think that's probably where we sort of describe this movie, our current movie. The, the movie or franchise, I guess, however we want to spin it, that is just surrounded in hype uh if you've never listened to these the format for these never seen that episodes is usually that we get some uh pre-viewing conversation with the person on the hot seat before we watch the movie we'll break for the movie and then we'll come back and talk spoilers and final thoughts and that kind of stuff um if you're just tuning into this one having not listened to some of the other recent never seen seen that see josh i'm trying to do better at this that we have <laughs> that we have done in the past uh, a little bit a little bit of a backstory uh, this is a whole deal that Josh and I have started back in I think we decided what the fall of 2019 we think is when we actually got to kick it off yeah okay um i've known Josh's aversion to the fast and furious franchise he just as he knows my aversion to horror movies so he had thrown down the gauntlet and said he'd agree to watch two Fast and Furious movies, if I decided to watch, or agreed to watch Zombieland back then. Mm -hmm. uh, so after some discussion with him, I knew it was going to be a struggle. I kind of told him my main goal is to only show him four Fast and Furious movies. I know we're up to nine now, ten if you count Hobbs and Shaw. But I knew by the time we get to that, Josh would hate me as a person. Uh, <laughs> so I figured I'd try to just chunk it out. And if I'm picking a chunk... Uh, one, four, five, and six is the chunk that I was like, if we're going to watch some movies, this is what I want you to watch. And we'd go from there. So I watched Zombieland. He watched Fast and Furious one and four. Mm -hmm. Uh, he hit me with Cabin in the Woods. <clears throat> I hit him with Fast Five. Uh, mid-May, uh, so about a month and a half ago, he hit me with A Quiet Place. And now it's time for me to hold up my end and show him Fast and Furious six. Um, and I also feel like, Josh, I got to hand it to you. You've been yeah. a very good sport for this because I feel like the movies that you've picked for me have, I've largely enjoyed. Um, I, I feel like the F Fast and Furious movies, I'm still pretty sure you aren't sold on them, but you're sticking with it and you're giving it a shot. I think, I mean, I, 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 I got th thanks for feeling that we picked things that you could actually have a good time with, uh, and, and ended up enjoying, but I think my thing with Fast Six is, or the, the the Fast franchise is, they still so far, but I I can I can it's not that I don't see the enjoyability and the cookie cutter popcorn appeal. Yeah, I guess I I am not at this point after three of them. I am not. 
seeing what makes them any better or different than any other cookie cutter popcorn action movie series whether you know a series or a one standoff right um which is yeah which is fine there's just not any any particular thing that has grabbed me in terms of character interaction uh you know through line story threads necessarily um to to say like oh yeah these are good i like these i like those fast movies yeah Definitely the fat, the fast, the fast movies. You always know that they're they're going to be a good thing. So yeah, okay, they can, they can be entertaining for two hours, enough. Um, there's nothing bad enough about them that seems. Um, I mean, the only analogy I can ever come up with it's like they they're they're not as bad as like the, you know, boy bands of action movies. <laughs> Care to elaborate on that? So I mean, this is going to get into you know seeming more like well what is it, it, it is is what is popular by definition not good they they are they, they there are certain things that are are made to appeal to masses that mostly by evaluation of call it art are not really meant to be good art okay yeah right and and that's where a lot of pop music comes from and the other boy band analogy comes from. Um, See, this is probably where we differ because I love the boy bandy stuff. So maybe this is why this <laughs> this franchise is like here for me. Like I I I'm fine with it. Yeah, I I get it. But I mean, you you know what I mean though. The 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 reason that the music is made is for purpose A. Yeah. And not purpose B. And that's fine. You can still serve purpose A. Um. But. In serving purpose A, you understand that there's certain things you're not achieving. Yeah. In the art form, um, this this these these movies so far have not completely crossed the bridge from B to A. Yeah. Um, th- there's still at least something about them that, you know, it it you can tell. Yes, it takes a lot of technical planning, and the stuff that the directors, the stunt coordinators, the technical coordinators are pulling off, take skill and planning and, and, you know, talent and all that. That's fine. The stories themselves, I could, I, 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 I don't know. I feel like you could, you could take out half of what actually happens in the movies, especially between characters emotionally, and it wouldn't impact anything. Like you could replace it with other things. Right. And that part doesn't really matter. And I think, you know, part of the, of course, part of the joke for the intro was that you're not a car guy either. So I think the franchise started yeah. with the hook of like, hey, this is sort of like a car movie and street mm-hmm. culture, street culture type of stuff. Yeah. And if you're into that, it gets you into the franchise. Maybe you watch a couple of movies and somewhere along the way, something else hooks you. And then you just kind of like follow through and just, you know, we're at the point now where I'm so deep in this. As long as they make them, I'm going to watch them. <laughs> so... You know, at some point, I think they most people I think that like them get hooked in some way, form or fashion that way. Okay. I don't, and you know, and maybe it's like at the time they came out, like Vin Diesel was maybe not big, but I guess like something that came out of that where people were like, oh, okay, Vin Diesel's cool. I'm going to follow Vin Diesel. And, you know, Paul Walker was big at the time. So, you know, that could be another get for people that just like, okay, anything Paul Walker's in, I'm going to start watching all of that. Yep. 
So, yeah, if none of that stuff hooks you, then you're just left solely on, like, okay, what are these movies doing, and what are the story that's here? And, uh, you know, I'm at the point where sticking with this franchise for this long, and really, <clears throat> like you said, it, you sort of just kind of know what to expect at this point. So, mm -hmm. looking at the franchise, if you actually look and study it, it makes absolutely no fucking sense. <laughs> so you're just kind of in it and I again I just kind of I guess I don't want to say it's forgivable because some of the stuff like I would probably knock any other franchise for doing some of the things that they do okay but it's it's something that I guess I'm used to and and especially after coming off of recently seeing nine like this franchise is getting to the point where it knows exactly what it is it hears all the complaints it leans into them very hard and it's just like, okay, this is what you want to do? This is fine. We'll we'll do it. Now what? Show us what else you got. Like it's a, it always seems like it's a it's a <laughs> some sort of fun battle between the audience and the movie people of like who's going to one up themselves. Okay. Like like, you, like the filmmakers are almost daring you yeah, to keep coming back. Yes. Exactly. So they do something crazy, and then the audience is like, man, that was nuts. What are they going to do next? And then they're like, hold my beer. And then they give them the next movie, <laughs> and then they do it again. And you're just like, what the hell? Where are they going to go from here? And, you know, it just escalates every time. Mm -hmm. So if there's any truth to them hitting to, like, movie 11 or 12, I, I, I have no idea where the hell this franchise is going to go. But, I mean, I guess, the, you know, the good news for you, at least, Josh, is that this is yeah. the end of our original agreement. I've always said I was going to show you... One, four, five, and six. I think that's a good set of movies as far as some sort of continuation of a story thread that seems to go through them. Um, in my opinion, I think as far as the story for fast movies, they they blend together fairly well. Um, if you had come out of this the other side and actually enjoyed some of these movies, I'd start deciding if we're going to show you more. Mm -hmm. um, so... I guess maybe I'll just ask you and we can sort of revisit this question when we finish the movie, but leading yeah. up to Fast 6, are you already thinking this is a good place to stop? Like, this this will mm. be enough? Well, like I said, it, it, the, the, there, there is no way on my own that I'm just going to pick one that I haven't seen yet, uh, either two or three that we skipped or beyond, you right. know, seven through whatever it is now. Um, and like on my own, because I got the house to myself for the afternoon or an evening and right. Probably not even just with Sarah. <laughs> um, I, 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 if, if anything, this is, especially at this point, it's been, you know, over a year and a half that we've been trying to you know go through these that, yeah. you know, uh, it, it's now kind of become a, like a quasi community thing with at least me and you. Yeah. And, you know, at the times that we actually sit down. Uh, together to, to to watch the movies you know typically others join us so for it to be a reason for people to come together and it not be you know again like a a a, a um i don't want to use the word just horrible i need a better like i need a thesaurus <laughs> um you know it, it it's not like grinding time it's like okay again they're action movies right things are happening i've seen you know commando and every other you know bad 80s action movie these can't really be any worse yeah um kind of kind of kind of mental state of it so if we continued like i i i the sh the 
the short answer to the question, I guess, is would I absolutely like with those things in mind? Yeah. Would I absolutely say, no, I will never spend time of my life consuming these films, you know, beyond this again, if those other elements are there, if okay. there's a reason for us to chat about it for the show, if people that I know, and it's an excuse for us to get together and, and see each other. Sure. That's fine. So what you're saying is, in the year of yes, if I said, Josh, hey, well, I'm going to have some people over to watch Fast and Furious 7, you would have to say yes. I would say <laughs> that the, the, the correct question is, Josh, in the year of yes, would you consider extending <laughs> our, our show contract? <laughs> then I would say, we should go to the negotiation table. So talk about it. So more or less, if we if we continue, it would have to be we'll continue the pact of trading movies. I th I mean, I, at the very least, I think that gives us both something to do, and it gives us content. Yeah. On the show it gives us fodder. You know, um, I think if we were to keep going, it it's like a lost opportunity to not keep coming back here to revisit it and, yeah. and discuss with every, you know for everybody. So like, why not? Um. Yeah, because that's the thing, too. It's like, if at this point, if we decided to just watch them together off air and not talk about it, like, I, I, you're right, I feel like it would be a missed opportunity. It's like, well, we got this far. We got, like, halfway through them. We might as well yeah. do the other ones if we're, like, for the show, if we're right. just going to watch them. Yeah. So, yeah, I get through, that. Through the saga journey with us. Yeah. So, I get, I get, moral of the story is, I you know, we can revisit this again after we watch the movie, um, mm -hmm. but... You know, for the for the audience, I guess Josh and I can sort of talk off air, or you know, give us some comments if you guys like this stuff. If you if you like hearing Josh's journey, good or bad, through the Fast and Furious franchise, let us know. We can you know make more of an effort to do that. If not, we're kind of just gonna wing it and kind of go at our own pace here and decide if we if we want to do it. If Josh and I sort of decide other movies to trade or something like that, it might be somewhere down the line that we revisit this, not as quickly as some people might want so again if you want to hear it let us know we'll we'll do make more of an effort to get it out there quicker and figure something out absolutely um well let, let's let's get a little bit specific because I, I was thinking about this all week when we get when we scheduled uh the, this time and i think i had the same problem that i did when we talked about fast five which was i don't know how much of the previous two movies i remember i was gonna ask that because like Gre i feel like one the because we skipped two and three the first one is very easy to compartmentalize yeah and and keep in its own bucket i remember that the the rock doesn't show up until five yes and if, and and am i correct that the 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 climax sequence in four is the one where they're dragging the massive safe through the city or is that it's five? also five that's also five. Yeah. Then I don't remember shit about four. Because <laughs> that was like the main thing I thought I remembered about four. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, it's deceiving. I think looking at the, the podcast but, episode oh, oh, list. Oh, four, four was the drug runners with yes. the, the mountain tunnels. Yes. Got it. Okay. Um, for, for the audience, like it looks like, hey, we just did Fast Five. No, we, did, we didn't. The whole thing of that episode <laughs> is we recorded it when we did Cabin in the Woods. It just got lost in my files. And yeah, never so we, came out until we last month. We recorded that in October of 2020. <laughs> and then as we went to get ready for Quiet Place, 
in May of 2021, <laughs> we realized that we never released the Fast Five episode. So that finally got out like right after Memorial Day yeah. of this year. So there was like between the last time we watched Five and talked about it, that was October. So that's now nine months. Yeah. Eight and a half to nine months. So the so the audience is like, what the hell? You guys just listened to this or watched this movie last month. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been a lot longer than that for us. It's been a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, you know what? So just, I, not that anybody would care or, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably shouldn't need the spoiler alert, but just real quickly, if you, if you have not watched the other previous Fast and Furious movies, which I'm again, assuming you have, if you're listening to this episode, just skip ahead a few minutes. Cause I'm going to try to give Josh a real quick sort of refresher. So one, you said, you remember that's the point break with cars and Paul Walker, Vin Diesel yep. type of format, uh, and four. Yep opens with Letty, Michelle Rodriguez dying. Right. right. Her death brought the crew mostly back together. Uh, they did the drug running for Mexico to get the the guy that killed Letty, basically. Yes. And at the end of that, Dom turned himself in, only to have the crew break him out. Right, I remember giving them shit about that. Yes. Yeah, so you see that they're going to break him out of the prison bus. Five opens with the prison bus that just rolls over 50 million times and probably killed everybody, and yet Dom and everybody else walks away. That's right, because I, I, I did re-listen to our Fast Five episode once we actually put it out, and I, and then I remembered making all the comments about the crew having absolutely no concern for life other than like their closed circle of people. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Uh, so they do bust Dom out of prison. They end up in Rio, where The Rock, who is uh, Hobbs, Luke Hobbs, shows up to hunt them down. Um, they get caught up with the drug lord guy of, of Rio. Uh, steal, like, that's the sequence you remember, stealing his safe from the dirty cops. And so by the end of this, they are they are rich. They have successfully heisted this guy and have millions of dollars. And then there is an end yes. credit scene that shows Letty is still alive. Right. Yeah. And there was somebody... Who's the actress? Somebody either came back or Even they Mendes. introduced... Yes. And yeah. she was not in the previous ones? She was in number two, which we didn't watch. Okay, so I wouldn't have known that. Okay. okay. So, so that's like your refresher. Okay. So at the at the setup for this one, they are... Still technically on the run, but they're rich, so they can hide pretty much wherever the hell they want to. Okay. So that's kind of where, where the crew is at, I guess. So does it seem either... Because, yeah, at, at the very least, like, from four to five, it was very Casino Royale Quantum of Solace. Okay. Where it just... It, it, the next one starts literally where the other one stopped. Yes. Yeah. Um is is maybe not that drastic but does six at least seem to and, and i said like i said before it it just doesn't seem like yet that they have built like a through narrative um that that, that is continuing it just seems like almost like episodic yeah um so does does whatever happened in the last two at least or, or the at least number five have an impact on what is happening in number six does it carry through? Does it six is is, is another start with something fresh, so to speak? Is another like you know, almost like you know, world saving plot is sort of where these movies start to go. But okay. the hook for the crew is that Letty's alive. Okay. So they're they're 
realization that hey this person we thought was dead is possibly alive and kicking what do we how do we get her what do we do for that mm-hmm. and then they get tied up in a bunch of other shit that goes on is the the you know the pitch i guess for the movie gotcha so i don't think it's like right after five like i think there's some time that has passed i just don't know how much time i don't think mm-hmm. like a year or two i think it might be less than that but i but don't know the, if the movie actually the, tells you the things that they teed up aren't just let go like it actually has an impact on what's going forward kinda yeah okay um oh the other thing i guess that's somewhat important is that uh in five by the end of five which is randomly happens kind of very quickly but like there's the the female police officer that's in five that is i don't remember her name but i know she's married to chris hemsworth oh oh yeah 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 um by the end of five she's sort of kind of i guess with dom like they're shown at the end holding hands with uh mia and brian i sort of remember that okay so it like I I'm pretty sure pick six, six picks up with the two of them together, and then like okay. you know Dom finds out that Letty's alive, so now it's like well now what? So is it and it and that's not that I have like strong opinions about this in society. Otherwise, I just think if if this is a trend, it's a weird one to have picked. Is that just a thing that they establish that this character of Vin Diesel does to people in law enforcement? I, I think it's just more or less like hot guy gets hot girl type of thing. Like that's right, just I mean, movie one hundred and one. <laughs> kind of had the same trajectory with Paul Walker. Oh, true. Yeah. You know, like uh, ev- eventually you'll see that actually, you know, upholding the laws of a civilization is really a waste of time. Yeah. Then you just go on the you, run you, with everyone else. Right. You. 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 you we're going to woo you to our side because reasons. Yeah, I mean, I guess you've made the argument where, like, these guys are not heroes. If anything, they're anti-heroes. So barely. It's it's more it, it, like it's almost. I mean, it's almost like Suicide Squadish. Yeah, yeah. Where I they're like see not that. necessarily being well, at least at this point, I don't know if it goes this way, but like they're not being directed or employed by the authorities to do things. They find themselves in those circumstances, right? And, like, yeah, it's like okay, we're. I think maybe I did make this comment on five. I forget, but um. We're not great people, but we're not the worst. So yeah. that's so we're yeah right. We're fighting against the drug runner and right, uh, and and maybe these other corrupt people who are doing things. We're in it for ourselves. Yeah, but we happen to be screwing over worse people. So therefore, you should cheer for us. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a lot of the gist. Yes. All right. Um. And, you know, I, I recently, maybe we can talk about it even after watching the movie, but, like, I was recently starting to watch a couple of these <clears throat> again, just leading up to nine. Mm-hmm. And I had watched four, and then I watched five again, and I feel like five is definitely the movie I can point to to say, yes, this is the movie where the franchise turns a corner. Okay. And just starts to exponentially get more ridiculous as the movies go on. <laughs> I, I will say, from what I remember, I mean, I, I do remember pointing out a couple... Like the, 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 I think it was specifically like the, the, it was, was either in the opening sequence of five, there was either a tractor trailer or the, like the prison bus itself. Something was like flipping down the road over and over. I think it was definitely like, the prison bus. Toward one of their vehicles that one of them like 
it either fl- it either passes over them somehow or they drive under it as it's flipping something like yeah that. the the whole prison brake sequence is they take the charger go out in front of the bus slam on the brakes so the bus tries to veer away but clips the corner of the of the car in the back mm-hmm. that then kicks it up in the air which the bus should theoretically plow right through that car i don't care oh, what that car is made like of foil. yeah but the car po- or the bus pops up in the air and then just barrel rolls down the street Right. Which, at that point, is full of people. Yes. None Again, of which are... We... Buses don't have seatbelts, so... Yeah. But we don't care about them, because they're, they're, they're prisoners, so their, you know, morality has, has damned them. Yeah, I mean, that whole sequence, you never see anyone in the bus, you just see the bus rolling, and then you see the news report afterwards of saying, like, so-and-so broke out from the prison bus. Mm-hmm. W- delivered by, which I, surprises me every time, Purred Happily. Bird. It was Purred. Yeah. Yes. I do remember that. Um, um, so does it? Um, so okay. So other other than that, I think I remember from five at least that most of the other action sequences seemed somewhat grounded in reality. And even though they were like big and like a, a spectacle, and there's like a lot of damage, yeah. I, I think I remember saying like, "Oh yeah, that safe that they you know that was the size of a small shack, yeah, that they're dragging through." a city business district like they're just wiping through casualties oh yeah in those first floor places like no tomorrow trails of blood and bones everywhere <laughs> but the way that the sequence is designed seemed somewhat believable yeah like i un, unlike the the barreling prison bus um so at the very least through five most of what they were presenting was like all right, probably no one could do it, but it doesn't seem fantastical. Yeah. And and stupid per se other than the bus rolling. Um do they jump the shark in this with that or or do they still say stay somewhat like wow, that was I that, that I was tough, honestly, but at least believable. In my in my recollection, it's been a while since I've seen 6 and 7 back to back. Mhm. In my recollection, seven is the one to me that's like, okay, this is where they're going off the deep end. Six, I think, still has moments. Like, you can start to see where this franchise is going to go, and there's some some logistical and physics nightmares that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seven is the one that's just, like, starts giving me some of the roll your eyes, like, okay, this is where this is how they're going to do these now? Okay. So, they, and maybe those would be the, the fun ones to watch with you, where... <laughs> they they start to veer into like if you think they're bad they're just kind of like good bad, okay. like just so stupid that like okay sure yeah let's fucking see what else they do. <laughs> but again I I it sounds like I'm talking shit on the movies I still watch them I still <laughs> liked them I saw nine I still liked it, it nine has like a, a whole bunch of issues that I I could laundry list them to me but mm-hmm. again. I'm I'm locked into this thing. We're gonna I'm gonna watch them all, so we'll see. Um, we sort of already talked about it. We'll sort of wind down with this. Uh, and maybe I'll just make it a two parter. Any expectations going into this one? And is there anything in this movie that could like win you over and sort of turn the corner for you? <laughs> uh, that second one always seems to be like after the first, maybe like the persistent question. <laughs> um. I'm starting to wonder if you know if if we get to the point where they get so ridiculous that suddenly you come back around. Like, you know, it's one of those songs where you, you hate it the first couple times you hear it, but the more you hear it, it always comes back around like, you know what, I'm into this again. 
before you start to hate it again. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I don't know. To answer the second one first, probably not. And 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 I th- I think it's because and, and we kind of talked about this when we did um, rewind theater for Bloodshot, which was there were certain movies are made with Vin Diesel in certain ways and and the script is polished in a certain way and a sequence is designed sometimes purely for the goal that is being served of Vin Diesel looking and sounding cool yeah he and it's it's not anything against him personally he's not a good actor yeah and he has one thing that he does all the time yes and if you like that great it can be entertaining and that's fine but because the story plots and the sequences and the 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 looks he gives the way that they like just everything everything that surrounds everything about him involved in these yeah i think keep it limited to a box that will never say to me like it to to at least use the term won me over it, okay. it's just too it's just too narrowed yeah there can again there can be entertaining things about it and it could be the popcorn flick. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but I, 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 I can't, I can't see it ever losing that part of the prism that it's made through enough to ever see myself calling myself a fan. Okay. If that makes sense. Um, and then I, with expectations, um, how many? So does is the rock? through the rest of these still is he in like I, i'm assuming he's in six but is he's also in he is seven in and six. eight was he in nine he gets to eight i think and then they do the the spinoff from eight right and he did not come back from not for nine correct okay so it didn't it didn't in 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 the way that the first movie ended where like yeah paul walker kind of like walks away from law enforcement again like but but kind of like turns the corner to kind of become his friend in a way i don't see that happening like that didn't happen with the rock at the end of five right he does he does kind of let him go but he says i'm still going to come after you i'm going to give you 24 hours because you helped me help me out here right like he sees what what he did and that he wasn't the enemy in that moment but he's Mr. Lawman and he he's going he's going to get his guy. Yeah. Um so since that didn't happen I'm assuming that part of that dynamic which is like the give and take between his, him and his law enforcement entity and the crew and what they're trying to do would will persist. Um I, I would I I would not be surprised if the battle of egos at least presented on screen um gets amplified even more than it was between last time as rock well. and vin between diesel rock and vin diesel okay. yeah um i know paul walker is still around because he, he completed six right he was they were making seven yeah they were in the middle of seven passed? when he died okay yeah so I, i'm not sure what the, if they're going to continue the because i kind of forget where it left off if they're going to continue the like paul walker jordana brewster thing and if, so that was another key thing is in five she admitted that she is pregnant Okay, now I, I completely forgot that, but now yeah. I, now I, I remember it. Um, 
and and will this sort of yeah we become bros but like that's still my sister <laughs> dynamic between the two of them persist um yeah i mean it's, it's I'm thinking more just like character interactions and, and character arcs as yeah, a, yeah. as a, as opposed to like I have no idea what the plot could be. Jesus Christ. Well, what's fun too is like you like for at this point in time like when this movie came out assuming most of the people listening to this are probably into it at that point. So like we watched 4 5 6, you know, getting ready for 6, you've seen trailer for 6. Like you're going in completely blind. You've seen no trailers, you have no inkling of what the hell's going on. So this is right. even more fun to me. <laughs> just like it's you know for it's very hard for people just movies in general to find someone to go into something completely blind mm -hmm. and i think that's the most fun coming out the other end of watching a movie yeah yeah absolutely i i and it's probably good that like not that i was looking for it but um eight came out during the period i was working at the movie theater if i ever saw a preview for that it's completely been wiped from my memory <laughs> I never saw any the the only and and this has got to be the most general thing you could probably ever say about these movies is I think the only maybe memory I retained about like walking in and out of theaters while movies were on and whatnot during that period I only remember people it was, it was probably the closing of the movie sitting down at a picnic table seeming like they were having a picnic and I'm pretty damn sure it just, uh, of course, Vin Diesel says family. <laughs> that's if that's even true. If my memory's not betraying me, that's all I remember. I know nothing about nine. I didn't care to watch trailers. Yeah. Um. I don't know anything about anybody, like any other actors who might come around. I don't know who might like who might be new in six. I don't know right. if that continues through seven. So, um. Yeah, it, it's pretty much going to be a blank slate the entire time. Yeah, if we ever get to other, like, some of the newer ones, some of the casting that is in some of those movies, I'm wondering if you'd be like, what? I, I feel like your reaction is going to be, why the hell are you here? <laughs> what, what, what does what does Ian, Ian say? They're, they're, they're there to get their bag. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. The, they want the, the paycheck. Pay, paycheck movies, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that could be it. I thought the same thing. I don't remember if it was, I only saw the first three Transformer movies. And I forget if Francis McDormand shows up at some point. And I forget if that's three or if I just like saw something from four or five. See, I don't, I've seen all of them, but I don't remember where they would show up. I was pretty sure it was her if my memory's serving, but it was the same, same kind of thing where it's like, what? You're you. Yeah. Why, why do you, why are you doing like, this? You're, you're supposed to be much better than this franchise. What are you doing in this franchise? Yeah, like I get like maybe you're trying to, you know, set up like trust funds for the nieces and nephews. <laughs> you know, good on you. You do you. You you got here. If they're going to give you five million to be in Transformers five. You wonder sure. if it's one of the like, you know, you hear stories of, of actors and actresses of like debating whether or not to show up in like a Marvel movie or a comic book movie. And it's like, oh, well, my kids are really into it. So they mm -hmm. kind of forced, you know, not forced me, but encouraged me to do it. So I did it for them. I wonder if right. the Fast and Furious stuff is like, well, I know. You know, my kids or nieces and nephews are really into that and thought it'd be fun to do something like that to be in there for them. Like, you know, yeah, maybe it's less about the paycheck point. and something a little bit more like that. But, you know, who knows? That's that's purely speculation. Sure. And even if that is the case, if you are a big enough person and you're going to do it, quote, for that reason, and they're still going to give you three million dollars. Oh, yeah. 
icing on the cake. Like <laughs> a week's worth of dialogue work. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure that really makes them cry. Yeah, can't argue that one. Um, all right, so I think that's where we'll stop for now. Uh, nothing left to do now but rip off the Band-Aid for Josh. So we're going to watch the movie, uh, and we'll come back with the possibility of probably having, hopefully, some added guests, uh, and we'll see what Josh thinks after experiencing possibly his last Fast and the Furious movie. All right, Stick we'll around talk- just to find that out. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. All right, and we are back after having finished Fast and Furious 6. Uh, we've also added another guest. So we've got the voice of Vin Diesel, Mike Bradley. I don't um, know how, like, I, it, it, the voice of Vin Diesel? Are you saying I sound yeah, I don't like know if Vin you, Diesel? Yeah, I don't know if you are aware of this, but you ADR for Vin Diesel in all these movies. Oh. I mean, it's... It's, it's I, not Vin's voice. You're deep and gravelly also. I think you I think you got this. I mean, your your astonishment makes it sound like your agent is really hosing you. <laughs> Doesn't tell I, you what gig you're recording for. He just tells you to say family twenty different times. <laughs> family like his, and Corona. It's like, it's like his uh, Iron Giant uh, or, or group <laughs> sessions. Like here's four words you have to say the whole time. You know, I, I never thought of myself as somebody that effortlessly sounds like Vin Diesel, um, <laughs> but I'll take it. Sure. I mean, of the three of us, I definitely would be the least Vin Diesel-y. If need be, and on like on the like just vocal registers, you're probably at the lower of the three of us. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, all right, so before we jump into the movie, I'm going to throw out the spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Fast and Furious Six, and I guess most likely the other few movies before that series in the series also, uh, don't want spoiled. Pause us now. Come back after catching up. Otherwise, continue on. We'll do our best to uh, spoil the movie for you. Either way, spoilers to follow. Spoiler! Spoiler! You know, something like that. Alright, so we are in spoiler territory. We talk about whatever we want to for the movie. Um, And I guess, basically, it's time to uh, pick Josh's brain. So, initial thoughts, and I'll frame this as easily as I can. Is it as bad, was it as bad as you'd expect? Can I ask for one clarification? Absolutely. Ahead of time, because I'm sure you guys talked about this before I joined. Um, this is your fourth fast movie? Correct. Yeah. So one, four, five, and six is what yes. you have yep. seen. Just so I'm clear right on the what money. you have seen and I know what we're dealing yeah. with. Okay. Yep. Just wanted to be on that. Go for it. 100%. Um, up until a very specific point, no. It was not as bad as I made it out to myself to be and then it got past that and again kind of cooled off but there's a nice little like five minute chunk <laughs> that really exemplifies what i absolutely thought the whole thing would be and we'll get into that <laughs> um mike since we're adding you after the fact and yeah. Yeah. we know this is new for josh was this a rewatch or a first watch for you oh many times over rewatch okay just wanted to clarify and make sure uh, when was the last time you watched this one? Do you remember? Me? I, you told me we were doing that. I watched it this morning. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> before that, like prior to watching it for oh, the podcast. I, <laughs> you gave me homework, Brian. You told me. I, I just oh, watched I mean, it. Cheeky I, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest. I watched four, five, and six, uh, like last night in into this morning. Um. Oh, you got caught, you got caught up in a big way. <laughs> well, it had been a long time since I watched four and five. Um, okay. Like I watched six, seven, and eight 
before we went to watch nine, actually. Okay. So I didn't really need to rewatch this again this morning, but I did anyways. Yeah. Um, but before that, let's go before, before. Year, maybe? Okay. And I guess, you know, since you've sort of come off fresh watching four, five, and six, I think, do you understand why I wanted to do that trilogy for him? Oh, I mean, I understood before why you wanted to, but I don't know that um, Josh understood going into it. Like, I get why. Yeah. I think I think those three movies pretty much exemplify where this franchise goes. Like, four is still pretty grounded. Five starts to take a turn. Six leans a little bit more into, like, we're kind of batshit crazy at some points. And then, you know, the other movies exponentially, I think, go beyond that. But we'll, <laughs> we'll have to see if we ever get there. Um, but I guess just from your perspective too, what did you think after rewatching the movie again? Um, in terms of like enjoyment, what it, you know, anything stuck out to you after this one? Anything um, like that? You know, honestly, like watching this one with a little bit more in mind about what could I ask Josh about this movie? Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, like what kind of so you're not even looking get... for your your personal enjoyment or anything like that. Well, being that I had, like, just watched it, bef- like, maybe ten days ago before yeah. just watching it. No, I was watching, like, just for, like, homework. Literally, like, <laughs> what can I really ask Josh about? But, um, you know, like, th- this one, I think, you know, four, five, and six are, they're all okay. You know, like, five, I think, is the best of these movies. Six, I feel like, I don't know. Like, it... it I mean, I guess we're in spoiler territory here, so all the retconning yeah. and shit that happens is like... And it doesn't matter. <sighs> no. I mean, like, like, it... If you're going to reference something that has yet to come in the series, like that's going to probably, I imagine, be part of our discussion later. But No, no, no. I, I meant like... If you're introducing anything, it's not going to matter to me. I mean, no, no, Letty I specifically when... is the big retcon in this one. Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about, is, oh, okay. is the stuff that's in this one. We're in spoiler territory for six. I don't want to spoil seven, eight, or nine for listeners that haven't watched them yet. But Fair. we we have offered the spoiler warning for six, right? And Letty being alive here at the beginning of this one is kind of like she was pretty definitively dead. Uh, you know, it was kind of the whole basis of four, and a lot of the plot, you know, still kind of stuck to that a little bit in five and. <sighs> And there's a lot of, like, I even made sure I watched for it in, like, because I rewatched 4 recently, too. Um, but the moment where she dies and the car flips over and the guy comes over and shoots her, at no point in that flashback scene does he, like, suddenly point the gun at the car. That is all new stuff for this movie. It plays exactly the same up until that last second. It's like, you know what? No, I'm not going to shoot a person. I'm going to shoot the car. Now we have a, a retcon that we can make this work for her. That's yeah. that's the that's the stuff that always bugs me about this franchise as a whole, and they don't stop with this movie. It continues to happen, and that that for me is a nitpick that I I cannot get over. I guess with it, like that comes from killing off fan favorites because yeah. everybody liked Letty, and then they did the same thing with Han. Yeah, you know where Josh, you haven't seen this, I guess, but no, but Brian Brian explained it to me. Well, there's yeah. an end credit scene. In this one that shows Han dying. <clears throat> right. But, but like, and that establishes a timeline for us. Yeah. Which is also screwed up frustratingly because he says at the end of four, 
like, oh, I'm gonna go check out Tokyo. Yeah. Spoilers. And then it's I'm like, okay, so Tokyo he's... for another two years. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just. Oh, I thought you went. Oh, you you didn't go to Tokyo. Okay. Like, all right. I thought I remembered that too. As we were getting into this, like, didn't they me- like specifically mention that already? In four and five, like, and they, dro- which they both... drop that to like try to establish uh, continuity yeah. of some kind. Like, hey, 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 remember, remember that other story that we've already shown you. Yeah, so it's like we know the character. If you've watched the other movies, I guess you know Han eventually ends up in Tokyo, and then in four and five, he's even even this one too. They he keeps mentioning he's going to go to Tokyo at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, so just leaving the door open to eventually get there. Um... Gal Gadot's character mentions it in six and says like, oh, well, yeah, let's this go is because this again. is supposed to be because of the end credit scene. You're meant to believe that after six, he goes to Tokyo and then fast three happens and, you know, he dies. Right. It's just like that annoying little step process of like, hey, I'm going to go to Tokyo. I'm going to go to Tokyo. Yeah. Hey, we should go to Tokyo. Yeah, yeah we got there. We got there eventually. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> Josh, we'll come back around to you. Uh, yeah. And I know one of your your hurdles for what we've watched so far has been these characters. Uh, have you come around at all to these characters? Is there any that you actually enjoy? Or are they still like, nope, they're criminals, write them off, done? <laughs> um, so I think, again, so I, it, it, there's, there's, a bit, there's a different side of them that was finally introduced, I think, in this one where... I, I actually I, I get a better sense of who the individuals are. Okay. They they and, and maybe this is the, the cause of over like this especially like last three movie arc of of finally arriving at a point where, okay, I understand this person's personality better. Yeah. They're not just somebody who chimes in with dialogue at points and then eventually takes part in a thing and then it happens and it's over. This one for me distinguished people a, a bit better. And, and it wasn't, I think I mentioned this when we were watching, but I feel like only ludicrous, like very strongly out of nowhere, got put into more of an archetype than anyone else did. Yeah. The tech guy, the tech guy. Right. Um, but at least everybody else, I got a sense of okay, that that is who this person is, and and they 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 increased that, and that that was a plus. Um, on the on the so what I kind of lost the thread of what I was saying. What was the core <laughs> question? Well, I I can make a note on what he said. You haven't seen two, mm-hmm. correct? Too fast, too furious. Correct. 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 You don't even realize how out of context him being a tech guy is. It makes no <laughs> sense with his character from two. He's just yeah, like an old keeps... street racer slash like organizer community guy. Yeah, I think that's he's asked me when we were watching, like, was he always the tech guy? And I was like, No, no, no. He started way back doing like you said, doing the races. He was a mechanic, worked in a garage a little bit. That was that was all we got. That was it. And everybody liked him. Like yeah. I, all of Miami loved Tesh. Yeah. Like Okay. Now now he's all of a sudden he's a computer genius. All right. You needed one. They needed a computer genius and they just 
Yeah, we kind of got one line in Fast Five, I think, when he's looking at the safe. Like, well, you know, I used to have a life outside of when you knew me, O'Connor, or something like that. Like, I used to do other stuff. Like, that's the best we get for yeah, he's got stuff. other skills. Yeah. Um, The second part of that question, Josh, was are there any characters that you enjoy? Anybody you can sort of get behind and say, you know what? I do kind of like that one. I will watch oh, that one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Like, so, so, so do, do, individually or as a group, do I really care about them? So the last two especially so the th- the fourth movie is just personal revenge more or less yeah um the 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 f- the first the first movie yes again being point break is is just what are what are their selfish enterprise goals four is a revenge movie five is from what i remember kind of still a revenge movie but like like again like bad bad people getting screwed over by worse people and then trying to get revenge or level it out from those worse people. This one, so this is the first one, okay, that they're put in the place of, hey, help us. We're, we, hey, we're the good guys. You're kind of the bad guys. Help us get the worse people. Yeah. And, and we're, we're directly, explicitly kind of making that partnership. Um, So taking the element away where what they're looking to achieve is purely self-serving and what they're going to come away with is cash and loot for themselves for instance does help me root for them a bit more than i was before especially from like the first one maybe like like one in four Um, okay when 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 the goal of their motivations is not just to get away with the steal, like that's great. I don't really give a shit if you do or not. That, like, <laughs> you're, you're, you, whatever. Okay. Um. So be, because because the the goal the es- the 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 end purpose was a bit more esoteric, and they're moving in that direction. If that continues, that will help me not focus so much on the well these are just uh, you know annoying selfish people why do i care whether they get what they want Um, yeah that will help me compartmentalize that aspect of it so that's that's the broad question for the group as a whole okay that's the broad answer um individually i'm I'm probably supposed to i i still don't really care about dom that much yeah, you made a you made a comment to me. I think when we were done watching that, <clears throat> what you said something along the lines of, you cared more about the characters and what was going on when Vin Diesel was not on screen. Correct. About the overall goal, about what's happening, because the, and and I think I either said this in our preamble for this, or I've said it in the last, you know, maybe for Fast Five, it was it just it's still it's still a Vin Diesel movie, regardless of who shows up in these. This is a Vin Diesel franchise whole cloth and as the previous comments i've made every time vin diesel is in a scene has to say something has to do anything the cinematography the position of the characters the the angle of the cameras the way that the dialogue is delivered and designed and etc all of it is to make dom look like a badass and make that line that he can't deliver because he can't act (laughs) <laughs> sounds so cool like he he in most of these movies like maybe in one a bit more he has very few and and i, th- I think this is 
maybe the most fair like middle of the road comment i could make about these and, and that like is is devoid of as much bias as possible these last three movies especially he doesn't have barely any moments if any that are just basic dialogue he doesn't just talk to a person he doesn't just, like every every moment his lines are written is a very intense moment and it's a pivotal moment and there's a, an emotion that they're trying to definitely convey with the last word that dom delivers there's, or there's... is that just him being so good that he intensifies <laughs> everything he does by being vin diesel it if, seems if, more intense if he does then he is it's even more of an argument to say how one-dimensional he is, because then he does that all the time, and he has no other level. He has when you no go 100%, you, you can't go when, under 100%. When it's always that, 100% yes, all the time. When that's all you ever are, then it's still limiting what you're putting on screen. And because every moment of his is framed in those ways, it's much more dynamic and interesting to watch you know, Tyrese and Han talk together up on that balcony when, uh, you know, a uh, uh, gal and um, Karina are Gina going, G- Gina are, are going down to talk to the, the harpoon guy. It's, it's, yeah. it's interesting to, to watch how uh, Han and, and gal talk about their future plans. It's, it's, there's more, other people are more interesting to watch because they're being more regular in, in a way. I, yeah, I think that's fair. I get that. Um, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I just, you know, I attribute it to his good acting that he's able to do that. <laughs> then I, I, if, if I had to absolutely gun to my head, be as generous as possible, then I would say he has perfected <laughs> that thing One that he thing. does because that is <laughs> all he does. And he does it the same every single time. So, um, overall, as the as the group, um, well, well, I guess I kind of answered that. But as 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 individuals, I don't know if I've like latched on to anybody in okay. particular. But if I don't want to say more of a focus, because I know that's definitely not going to happen. But if 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 the role that somebody plays, moments that other people are given, occur more frequently in the following chapters that would be more compelling to me than some maybe some of the stunts depending on how ridiculous they get um or definitely like just yet another like five moments in the movie for vin diesel to look like a badass (laughs) i I will say for me personally you know you're talking about like what happens in future films and what they you know do and continue to do Mm mm-hmm brian will know what i'm referring to since he's seen the other movies you won't but there is a thread line throughout all three of the next movies mm-hmm. between Tej and Roman that I find hilarious. Yeah. It's there, it's a thing, and they play off of each other very well, comedically. Yeah, I think they realize somewhere in 5 and 6 that the the banter between the two of them is a focal point going forward for the franchise. So they just put them in scenarios where they're just going to bicker and bitch at each other and and you know go back and forth and that's fun to me it's another staple of the franchise that they just do in every movie now 
and and that <laughs> I will that's a cha- that's a challenge for any group ensemble movie. You know that that's one of the reasons that I think critically and what ended up being box office like why of the the first Avengers movie became so popular because they found a, a great way to play the dynamic of like seven or eight major people. You find yeah. you find pairs, you find groupings, but you also then find ways to grab one person and then throw them in with another for a bit that they're not predominantly with. Um, but that's also one of the challenges that something like X-Men has had. By nature, that's a group ensemble from the beginning. You know, you always have to find those things that work better and whatnot. So within this group you know if you if right if you find this there's five six seven of the main you know core group yeah finding maybe two of them that are kind of always going to be paired off mostly or have their quip moments together that can work and then sometimes you just kind of mix up the interactions with other people keep you keep it dynamic but that's what keeps it interesting because that's what feels more like real life there are there are people yeah. you're, you're around more frequently yes but the people that are not, I don't want to say this is going to sound bad, but not like to say like the B team of your life, but those that <laughs> are like just the next group that you don't see as often yeah. or as much. Um, but, but it's still, you know, just, just that change up of things can always keep things from feeling stale. And that's what I think that's the difference between his moments always feel stale as hell and everybody else whatever they have to do it's always it's always new they they very yeah. like it feels like they rarely continue to always put the same people together all the time they 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 find well here's a reason why these two are over here these three are together in this it and then maybe by the you know act 2 it's a different combination for a different uh outcome yeah you know the goal they're serving in that next scene requires this this different combination and it keeps it dynamic and keeps it more interesting well in I think one of the things even that like you can see in action, like you're talking about like how people act in real life and all that. Um, there's actually one of the funniest moments, if not the funniest moment in this movie is right at the end when they're at Dom's house in LA and what is his name? Hobbs yeah. is, is coming up the driveway and he said like, I, I don't know what Roman says to him, but he says back to him like, Oh yeah, going to miss that forehead. Back to him, <laughs> and this was an ad libbed line, and it was a legitimate spit take me. from Ludacris. <laughs> yeah, during that moment, and that just makes it better. Like knowing that about it makes it better because getting to see an actor take a legitimate spit take because they found it so funny, <laughs> because it was obviously a joke directed from Dwayne Johnson to Tyrese Gibson, not from Hobbs to Roman Pierce. <laughs> Which makes it so great. Which is interesting, because think of the way that you shoot movies. If you have a two-person interaction, you typically shoot it at least twice. First from the perception and perspective of of the one group, and then you redo the entire same scene from the other side, so that you're looking both directions. So that would mean that when they're shooting Ludacris and Tyrese, they're delivering their lines... And The Rock, whose like, turn it is to not even be on camera, probably, yes, ad-libbed and threw that out, resulting in that moment. And they liked it so much that they're like, okay, we now have to shoot your coverage <laughs> of you delivering that line again. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's that moment when you realize gold just happened and I didn't <laughs> even make it happen as a director. <laughs> they just did it. Right. I mean, that, and that's why The Rock is the most expensive person in Hollywood to employ right now. <laughs> is because the guy just, he gets it. I don't, I don't know what yeah. it is that he gets. He gets it. He gets it. Yeah. Uh, Josh, well, the other question I'm going to ask, too, uh, as far as, like, the villain for this movie, how do you feel about Luke Evans in this one? Um, you felt like he fit? or Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I did. I, I did not know he was involved in any of these. Um, I never really think about these films, especially after the first one, like, have like quote having villains but it seems like that's the way it's gonna go yeah um because the crew are you know technically the villains of the yeah. first their their heist is the villain of of the first movie um i think his his role he did he did fine i think he could have been given a bit more to do but i think what they tried to do especially with that like dialogue standoff with him and dom by the like by the bridge I right think, like by yeah the river um was really like the one time that they let sort of that like man that 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 subtle uh like dangerous villain sort of silver tongue side come out yeah um and then other than that they you know just basically give him you know coverage shots interacting with his crew ahead of time then you get into the, the big climax pieces in, in the third act. So I think he could have been given more to do. It just depends on, I guess, like on exactly like how sick you want us to think this dude is. Yeah. But for his part, like I, I wouldn't have easily thought like, Oh, you need a kind of villain for, you know, a, an action movie. And he's going to be like, uh, an international criminal, of course, because they all are. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think he fit the bill well. He did okay. Well, again, every movie is upping the ante. So now we're like this, you know, our crew is like this elite team that they need to bring in to solve problems now. <laughs> and that's kind of what that, that jumps seal, off seal in the next couple movies. And Interpol yeah. cannot. And I actually Anytime kind of forgot... there's driving involved, we got to have Dom's <laughs> crew. Yeah, if there's cars involved, you got to have Dom. drive a goddamn car, apparently, anywhere else in the world. Um, I kind of forgot the whole, like, this is the anti, like, Vin Diesel crew that we're up against, like, I forgot that Luke Will- Luke Evans's uh, crew was, mm-hmm. like, the... I, The only thing I could think of at the time when we were watching it was, like, the anti-IMF, like they right. did with Mission it's Impossible, like the, or, like... That yeah. and, like, the Bizarro version. Yeah. Like, I totally forgot about that aspect of the movie, because it's been that long since I've seen it. And I, I kind of dig that. I kind of like, like, you know, making the characters we follow have to fight more or less mirror images of themselves. Like, that's a fun dynamic for a movie. It, Tyrese pointing it out, like, Oh yes, Roman yeah. pointing it out at the I one point was hilarious. That, that was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will say I did appreciate that because um, I actually didn't pick up on it myself. So I'm glad they just put it on Front Street. And it's it's um, something the franchise as a whole just plays with from here on out. Is like they are very tongue in cheek and uh, they they acknowledge the absurdity of some of the shit that happens in these movies. Gotcha. A lot of it comes from Roman Pierce pointing that out yes pointing out yeah. how ridiculous things that are about to happen are so was this this probably was brian this this was you kind of mentioned that they give like a wink about something to the audience and it's not exactly fourth wall breaking but it's as close as you can get i think in in nine there's a couple definite 
like, oh. hey, we we know what you're what you're saying about these movies outside of watching them. We understand we're like too far into this to change it now, so we're just gonna lean the hell into all this stuff that you're talking about and just go for it. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm gotcha. really hoping they hear the talk about like Jurassic Park crossover. <laughs> Like I, I'm, I'm worried I really, about that I'm hoping ruining Jurassic Park more than anything else. <laughs> I don't think it would be a serious take on. I mean, Jurassic Park is like honestly, it, it's done a good job of trying to ruin itself a couple times now. It has, but that but, that would anything like this would just take it so out of the realm of even believable. Like so, whether you enjoy them or not. So hear me out. Hear me out. Oh God. The the a lot of the Jurassic Park stuff takes place on Pacific Islands. Uh huh. We, you know, obviously with the last Jurassic Park movie, they're leading into dinosaurs kind of being loose in the real world, not just, right. con, you know, and seeing, you know, like the crossover be that, you know, Dom and the crew exist in that world where the dinosaurs have gotten loose and proliferated on Earth. And that's a world that they live in where it happened. They're going to be like sheep herders, but instead of hurting hurting them just by running them down they get their cars and yeah. they have to herd the dinosaurs back oh, into Jesus cages uh, uh, I really I, I wasn't thinking about that but I really no. want that to be something that they do at this point it's a million dollar idea Josh is that is I mean million dollar you're taking a billion yeah, dollar probably. franchise and a billion dollar franchise and you're slapping them together and you're saying this is a multi-billion dollar franchise <laughs> if we do that uh. and you know, you know, we joke about this, but you know for sure there's some studio head somewhere that's like yep. in somewhere with a whiteboard like, okay, so if we do this, this will work. The internet seems to like it. It's all over Twitter. It's on Reddit. Let's go. Yeah, where, wherever it originated from, whether it was like one of those things like, well, we'll kind like someone here had this weird wild notion. We'll leak it or put it out as like a, a, a burner Twitter account. Post, <laughs> see if it catches fire. You wonder if it started that way or or. Yeah, but, but almost regardless, yes, I absolutely do not doubt that somebody has been tasked with uh, like a hundred hours of of just some ground kind of uh, exploring the idea. Ground roots. Let me PR campaign. All it takes is one line in Fast Ten, whenever that happens, of them remembering the incident in San Diego in the nineties. <laughs> when you know the t-rex was roaming the streets and all that just one mention of it and all of a sudden we have a shared universe where they say something with like the line of man you see that family of dinosaurs running down the street not only do you say family in there but you acknowledge dinosaurs also that is the most fast and furious jurassic world crossover <laughs> you need well I, I i guess you know i'd have to ask that question too like what does dom do in today's world is he gonna mention the coronavirus? Like, is he does he not drink Coronas anymore? Like, is, <laughs> I, I'm just wondering, like, if he's what, I'm, what I'm they're gonna do with, with that. You with know? the delay, I mean, you guys haven't mentioned it. So, like, with the one year delay in releasing that this most recent movie, that they didn't do just like a two hour pickup shoot of recording some line where they kind of <laughs> give like a wink and a nod to Corona. In that way, they absolutely... They still drink there. Coronas in that one, I'm pretty sure. I yeah, think they, I remember seeing Coronas, Coronas, yeah. And, it, yeah, I, I agree it would have been cool to have that wink and nod, but I really don't actually think they did anything with that movie since they completed it. No, it was done. It was ready to go. They yeah, just they delayed just, it a year. Yeah, they just sat on it and were like, alright. Um, 
speaking of family, Josh, I know you were tallying. What was the tally up to for family? I, I How many think, times did they say family in this movie? I think, and, and, and I labeled my notes file on my phone for this as family. <laughs> I didn't even call it fast, like nothing, it's family. I think it's nine. Okay. And That's at respectable. Least, at least three of those came from that Luke Evans, yeah. Vin Diesel conversation by the river. Two or three of them. I think the last, three. last two or three of them came in like the last 90 seconds from that gather around the picnic table ending in the closing of the scene. At least two of them, maybe another third. So they were the, the first three were spread out. Then the other two sections were very concentrated. Yeah. And and I have right, so... loved. I I don't know if this was a thing before this or not, but every if 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 people are either making them now or resurfacing them, I don't care. All of the family memes I'm seeing all over oh, the yeah. internet for the last week keep them coming. <laughs> every time there's a new fast movie, you're gonna see the family memes. I I, I feel like they're much more out there now than they were before. So I think I nine kickstarted something. More forward now i feel like than they have like it's, Pro well probably yeah you know i feel like meme culture has become bigger um josh do you think uh this movie maybe went too far in its ridiculousness or what it or was it about what you'd expect <laughs> so, like i know you have a jump to shark moment oh, so absolutely. i'm kind of like getting into there to, to head that way so i'd say i mean because because the moments that occurred were few and and contained i would say no it has not jumped the shark yet the movie as a whole okay okay there were moments for that movie that absolutely did but they I were, think they were I... not to the like magnitude <laughs> enough that you're like okay that that is what i will summarize the mood of the whole film as yeah I think I think I remember the like the infinite runway with the plane sequence at the end, like the runway that just takes forty five minutes before you even get to the end of it. That part is the part that's memorable for me. I actually sort of kind of forgot about the tank until we were like halfway through, and I was like, "Wait, we're getting to the freeway sequence. Wait, the tank's there." Like, I kind of forgot about all of that. The runway sequence is what sticks with me from this movie. I but I mean those two moments aside, that's I like. For the most part, I think the movie is fairly grounded, aside from those two sequences, which is less than I would have thought after coming after five. Uh, agreed, and I would say like the 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 infinite runway is just something that, and I'll be honest, I'm like watching what everybody's trying to do, and so I'm actually not paying attention to that. I didn't realize how long it had actually been going until until you pointed it out. I'll oh, see. Um, I broke the glass on that one for him. Shattered the illusion. <laughs> no, that's it, fine. It was there. Like it, it was obvious, and I just. Missed it. <laughs> um, but I feel like doing doing something that was obviously, you know, literally unbelievable for for it taking so long. Um, still, like it didn't it didn't take it outside of the boundaries of keeping it grounded. Like it okay. still was based in quasi-reality, they just expected us to not pay attention to that. Right. Okay. Um, the tank more falls <laughs> toward toward that spectrum, though. And even, I mean, I, I, the comment I made to Brian, either during or post-actually watching it together this time, 
was that I tried this time around, especially to be to to view those two sequences, the highway and and the runway, through the lens of action movie genre. And I said, honestly, those two sequences could have been designed and incorporated into a number of other franchises and or just like big standalone action movies. Yeah. Um, so so I could forgive them for the general, you know, the general concept and nature of them without, you know, trying to unfairly say like, oh, God, exactly. This is the crap I was expecting would happen with these movies. Right. And oh, look, right. I, I'm vindicated by here they are. Yeah. Um. And the, 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 that that wouldn't have been generous enough. So the moment itself, even when the tank burst out, I was taken aback by the fact that I had no idea that a tank of any kind, like a vehicle, like anything was inside the damn truck first. Yeah. So when it shows up as like a tank, I'm like, what, wait, was that on the menu earlier? Like, <laughs> did, did we have any indication that something like that was possibly happening? Um, okay. But the moment, and, and if we'll just hit this moment now, the moment that I at least said like, these two things happened and they are unforgivable in in this film. <laughs> the first one was after the tank is caught up to Tyrese and he's Tyrese, I think has already gotten out of the car at this point. The tank is dragging his car in front of him and he somehow leaps off of the hood of his car onto the hood, onto the roof of Paul Walker's catches around both the the windows enough yeah to stabilize himself and go up i'm like you just got crushed by a tank you jumped off a car being crushed by a tank. no <laughs> no 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 and speaking you're just of not the... swole enough for that that's all. <laughs> you, you just you ain't got those muscles man and then speaking of like the memes josh is referring to yeah. i found one on twitter that was literally that, that moment, moment that said like oh i got it you can't do this because of gravity yeah I can't remember what it said exactly. There's you have to multiple set it up. moments like that in this movie. They jump out of the plane into the jeeps. Oh, there's yeah, you there's would so just much jumping. Flat onto the ground because if, unless you can jump at the same speed the plane and jeep are moving, you're that's going to go down. Yeah, and you're just going to hit the ground where you <laughs> jumped. Yes, that that's they did this on MythBusters. It's a thing. Like you can't do you, that. You would have to yeah. jump so far forward to catch up hopefully, with the thing that has continued to displace. You Correct. would you need would have to just... jump it however fast it's going. Pretty much, to, yes. To fall straight down. Actually, even like, faster, the, the, because the you're going to thing. lose speed on the way down. Presumably. So, yeah. yes, that was bullshit. But, yeah, the meme was uh, some of the characters looking forward and just saying, that's not how gravity works. And the second picture is Tyrese making the leap from car to car, saying, I don't have gravity. I got family <laughs> that's that's if that's all I it was saw, so I perfect it. yeah so perfect um that and then the i'm sorry this this even took the cake and, and again this absolutely would exemplify my argument about vin diesel in these movies vin diesel jumping out of the driver's side of a car over a gap in a highway that's a chasm at the moment and the lanes are separated to catch a human being coming from the opposite direction 
who is also flying midair, to intercept her. Both of them clear that lane gap, even though their velocities are going in opposite directions. And he's somehow got, he's got more total, you know, momentum, somehow more mass. Still, no, he doesn't, because <laughs> she's being flung off of a tank that is being. He overturned. was flung too. He flung himself with his car. He turns the wheel into the barrier and flings himself. He doesn't just but, jump. But his yeah, but he he's not reaping the 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 the, there's not a transference of force or momentum from the car to him he's still solely going to be relying in that moment on his own basically his own muscle power of jumping whenever i didn't take that that way i took it as him using the force of the stop from the car hitting the barrier to launch him even so, that's in this case, happen. I'm. I, it, it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm not trying to defend what <laughs> happened there. I'm just saying, like, I took it differently as them trying to show him slingshotting himself essentially by wrecking the car. Okay, fair enough. Maybe he tried to use that to his advantage. Either way, they're both dead. <laughs> Neither. Oh no, yeah, either, 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 either he's not even making it over that barrier. They're both plummeting to the to to the bottom of that ravine. Neither of them are making it anywhere. Even if it happens the way it happened. The the speed at which he would be going and landing onto the next car that they safely fall onto uh-huh. splatters them into a million pieces. Dead. So, yes. He'd be, he'd be going 70, 80, 90 miles an hour, whatever it was, flinging himself Correct. off from a wreck, increasing his speed when yes. he does so. So we were um, we were watching this um with Leslie, uh, another super friend, and this was her first time seeing it as well. And yeah. Towards the end of the movie, Letty, I forget if it's back when they're at the house, wherever the hell it happens, she asks Dom about that moment and says, how did you know the car would be there to break our fall? As if that's important. Like, whether you land on a freaking car or you went four more feet to the pavement and ground you're still gonna die <laughs> they needed a marshmallow truck they said like that's the thing be, like, oh, they yeah. needed some Driving kind of like conveniently placed thing like for, a truck as, of pillows <laughs> yeah, as though, yeah as though the car being there was like indicative of you know well i just took the chance and, and then that worked out like well i didn't because if the car was there oh then then we would have been in trouble if the car wasn't there are you shitting me <laughs> They would have been in trouble if it was a truck of pillows. I'm not, I mean, like, <laughs> even if they had the truck of pillows, the real speed they'd have been going. Yes. Mm. But I could buy, like, that movie logic. Like, okay, there's just a conveniently placed truck of pillows, and we ended up in the backseat. It's like landing in a garbage truck whenever people yes. try to jump from buildings. Yeah. I would and even, it's one of those honestly, things, like, you can't prove it wrong. Like, well, there wouldn't have been a truck of pillows there. How the fuck do you know? Yeah, you could, they're just you, doing it, their delivery. You don't know that. Yeah. It, it's a I movie have, device. I would have actually bullshit, had but, less of a problem with that. Because I would chalk, I would, I would be able because to they, chalk it up to con- convenience as opposed to believing in 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 some like just badass design of things going <laughs> down. Like no, well, like the convenience is still believable because landing on that car, there's zero chance they actually survive even landing on that car. Oh yeah, landing in a truck of pillows, maybe. <laughs> You can, I mean, you could pass that off. It's, yeah. It's fine. I don't know if they'd live or die. I can't definitively say in my own head he would be dead if, yeah. had they landed in a truck of pillows. 
Um, so, so Josh, was, that was your jump the shark moment. Did you yes. come back around after that, or was that enough to be like, you know what, I've checked out the rest of the movie. That's that's it. If that, I think I said this when 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 we finished watching, is that if that was your act three, then yes, okay, it would have been like f this in the face. <laughs> um, the fact that it continued on and there was more to it, and even as even like bigger scale and grandiose as the whole runway thing is there there was i'm gonna say there were there was a little bit of time to be distracted and almost forget that happened yeah um because there's a lot more going on with that scene the only other real note that i guess i wrote down was during the runway fight which i either was the most ridiculous thing in the world and i'm not gonna say it wouldn't hurt a dude but i'm like really somebody like either the writer, the director, Vin Diesel, somebody thought like this is the move, this is the moment. Uh, one of us described it as the dolphin torpedo headbutt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that like in the middle of that fight, like, oh, this guy is dwarfing Vin Diesel, and he's effectively fighting a small building, but his his little lunge forward headbutt is what knocked him you know uh, disoriented him enough for him to get the upper hand it's yeah so weird i mean a headbutt's a pretty formidable attack i guess the problem is, is that nobody wins in a headbutt yeah you know unless you're in the movies right you yeah. just do it and keep on rolling um did you have any like favorite moments josh anything that stuck out to you that you enjoyed action sequence or character moment something I should have written it down and should have made a note. There was something in maybe the first 45 minutes that I do remember laughing at that was actually really witty that I like a moment I enjoyed. And I'm I gonna, can take a guess. I'm going to fail the listeners and it's like making for terrible. It was the vending machine right moment, now. wasn't it? Actually, it might have been. Oh, OK. Was it when. Was it Tyrese holds up a coin it? and says, hey, what's one of these is a dollar? And then The Rock just gets real pissed and shoots the vending machine and breaks the glass so all the stuff spills out. That might have been it. See, I think I there was another moment after that, but I remember that one. Yeah. I, I, I was going right. to go with uh, Hobbs and Tej going to the car auction and the guy telling them. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, ah, I'm going to need your watch, too. <laughs> just like, <laughs> They make the guy give them all their clothes. Oh, just okay. Aggressively. I, I, I didn't. I didn't say it while we were watching but that made me think in a way of like it was almost like very pretty woman esque <laughs> oh yeah like rich asshole treats them badly is shown to be the asshole <laughs> and then in, yeah. in pretty woman as they're in the shop there's a moment where like for richard gear she's like he would love that tie to the person helping him and the shop owner is like take that off now you give her that tie and he just like totally de demoralizes them, like, "Hey, you do that." They kind of did the same thing, like, "Yep, we took all your cars. You know what? We would like your pants, your watch, your tie, <laughs> your shirt. You can keep the coat, though." <laughs> yeah, like, that was that. That was about, and and that that's that's what I mean. When there's more going on, it it has the chance to become more entertaining and actually more interesting of a story. Yeah. I actually think like a lot of the action sequences, I think, and Mike, you can feel free to jump in here, but I think a lot of the action sequences for me stuck out as being, I think, some of my favorite in the franchise in this movie. I was telling them when we were watching it, I kept saying like Fast Five is my favorite. 
but having watched this one after watching Fast Five a little bit recently, mm-hmm. I I think I'm amending. I think six is my favorite. I think six does the most right for me. I think the opening first act action sequence with the ramp car is great. I think the middle action sequence where I guess if you want to call the tank second act or probably second act, yeah, tank sequence is awesome. The uh, hand-to-hand chase sequence that we get between Michelle Rodriguez and Gina Carano and uh, uh, Tyrese and Han and the other, that Chinese guy they were fighting. That was a great fight. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that whole moment. That reminded me of, like, Lethal Weapon when uh, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover are trying to take on Jet Li and, like, just getting their ass handed to them. Like, <laughs> yeah. that whole sequence reminded me of that. I thought that was awesome. Um, and it, again, as much as I complain about the infinite runway, like everything in the plane sequence, all of that, I think, is awesome. Also, like this, this hits so many beats for me in this movie. So I, don't know how I you have, feel, Mike. It, the plane sequence, I have a couple problems with, of course, you know, I mean, logistically, but uh, thematically and through the story and how they present things, um, I've got one major issue. Um, and Josh said he doesn't care about spoilers or anything, which this is Go not a major spoiler. Um, we, s- I- I'll try to be as vague as possible, but we see well, two wait, people. Wait, 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 just real, real quick, real quick. Since you you specifically made the point about uh, the spoiler warning being laid down for Fast Six, do you want to name if it's a, like a future installment? Do you want to name it? So um, that if other people spoiler warning for the first ten minutes of Fast Seven. Okay, just so other people are aware. Um, we see two people die in that sequence. Okay. Okay. Or maybe more. I don't know. Does the big bulky guy die or does he just get his ass kicked? I don't remember what happened. I don't think him. he has like an official name. Yeah. But I mean, knowing big the bulky knowing Hobbs these movies, on the, their team guy, the collateral damage in these is huge. So I'm sure easily oh, yeah. two people die. Well, no, two are supposed to be definitely dead. Okay. And that is Gal Gadot's character. By the end of this, uh, yes, I got that what's impression, her name? kind of. Giselle? Giselle. Giselle. And uh, Shaw are both yes. supposedly dead. Sure. The one who falls from a shorter distance in a much less threatening way stays dead. Which is That we know Giselle. of, as of right now. <laughs> as, as That we know of right now. Giselle is dead. Shaw, who falls from a much higher height, is beaten up very badly and in a hospital bed, but alive. Can somebody just explain? They should both be dead. Let me be very I, clear So I had, to, they I had to actually go back and rewatch dead. that section of the movie because I was like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure Luke Evans comes back at some point. And I was like, what happened to his character in this movie? Oh, no, he's ejected from the back of the plane <laughs> as <laughs> it's going. Like he should most definitely be dead. Like, yeah, like it's. And she she falls like twenty feet I off made, the back of the car. Like it's the, the car's hanging too. very close to the ground. And the way that off they of sh- the point, the way that they shoot her quote fall, and like showing her, it, it's almost like they did one of those like she fell so far she like went through the yeah. fog and clouds, and then exactly. they, like a, a few like a minute later when they really barely even probably like thirty seconds after that where they are, are in more of like a wide shot and they show again how close the vehicles are to the ground i'm like yes i could believe someone going like falling that distance at that velocity 
could sustain injury enough to die. It's also not as much of a given for me mentally that, like, I had to ask, like, oh, is is she dead? Are we supposed to understand she's dead? Because yeah. I, I could easily see, but I get it. The way that the Han story played out, her death is the final thing drawing him to finally go to Tokyo, which right. then wraps up their retcon that Brian explained to me doing all that so that's that's the final thing the, to motivate him to do that she can't be alive because then it would have things up that's fine well if, if she I... was alive and she didn't show up in the third movie it wouldn't have made sense right now you know they've they've when i watched that scene again when shaw gets thrown out the back of the plane they both between him and giselle they both kind of fade into nothing like they just kind of disappear into the blackness of the screen yeah, so you right. never see the body so Movie logic tells me that if they find a way to bring <clears throat> Luke Evans back, at some point when Gal Gadot is not doing Wonder Woman and becomes less expensive, maybe they will bring her back into Fast and Furious. Like they that, can't afford that's her. That's gonna anymore. be a while. No, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say with you know, the fact that you know whether it's I mean, John Cena is obviously not as expensive as The Rock, uh, but he's still not cheap. Yeah. Uh plus what Vin Diesel commands and what I mean, they, their cast is rather expensive these days. And I don't want to tell Josh some of the cast, because I don't, if we ever get there, I don't know if he knows who's in these movies, and I think it'd be more fun if he just watches them, and he's like, why the fuck are you here? I was just, I mean, given your yeah. comment, I was just about to ask if Cena is now in nine, but I don't really, I mean, if you told me, I don't he, really care, I'd probably forget by the time I got there. He, show, he shows up for the first time in nine. Yeah. Mm. It, it, there's no spoiler or anything there. He was very much in the advertising. It wasn't like... Oh, okay. Well, that's the thing. Josh sees nothing of these movies. He is completely blind to anything. But, but, I mean, you're not going to see him ahead of time. You know, you're not seeing him in seven or eight. You're not hearing his name or mention of him in any way. So if we ever get to nine, you know, two years from now, you'll have forgotten (laughs) about this whole conversation. Yeah. Yeah, But nonetheless, like, they're very expensive. And she now, that she started playing Wonder Woman, is very expensive too, I'm sure. I don't know what kind of price she gets, but it's much more than it was when she did these. Yeah, I would think whatever movie they end on, they're going to find a way to bring her back. I th- I'd almost think they'd have to cuz every movie they the amount I of stuff that they retcon no, but now I after 9, I would say yes. Yeah, I think the amount of stuff they retcon and the and the people they bring back that have supposedly died, like no one is off the table anymore. I'm I'm beginning to think that these characters are immortal. <laughs> I I I'm just going to say that. I don't think they can be killed. Isn't that and like if they Well, yeah, I mean we it's. I don't want to spoil anything from nine. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I guess sort of acknowledging certain points, but I'm willing to just the way they are making these movies. I fully believe that's where where they're going with this shit. That would be um, great. <laughs> I don't really have anything. The other couple questions I have are just as the franchise as a whole. So, Mike, I don't know if you have anything specifically for six for Josh. Um, trying to recall anything that we didn't touch on. Well, I guess, it, like, this one has always kind of bugged me. So I guess it makes sense to ask since we just were talking about Giselle. Mm-hmm. Um, but Giselle and Han, do you really think they built enough of a relationship there that her death mattered? Because as I feel like... the Fast and min- Furious min- franchise is concerned, yes. Min- minimally, yes. And it's I, I kind of... Oh. I had to ask. I kind of forgot. Like, they were kind of established as a starter thing in 5, weren't they? Yeah, with like, like a there, look. There was beginnings there. Um I I mean to to for it to be impactful to me personally, no. 
to understand okay. that it was impactful to the character when it happened, yes. Okay. Um, I guess another one that I had, Gina Carano's character turns mm -hmm. in a big uh, shocker yeah. moment. Um, and then he's like, oh, you're going to come with us. Or whatever he says to her at the end there. And she's like, yeah. And it's like, why the hell would he take her out of cover at that moment? There is absolutely no reason to be like, oh, yeah, she's good. We we have undercover at one of like the top end government agencies that we possibly could at this point. Mm -hmm. And we could still use this to our advantage. Why would we stop that? I think good the, point. at least the way I understood it is that's he's succeeded in his ultimate plan. The only thing they have left to do is leave. And they've won. Right. Which, which at that they point they think is yet. as easy as getting on a plane and leaving. So but that's he, just, I, I guess, think, just like, rubbing it in their face. Because he could still yeah, extricate it's a, her at any other point he wanted to. She right. She could get away in another it's, way. It's the, if he leaves her point, there, though. she could have interrupted what they were trying to do so that he could get away. Right. I Like, it's it's villain like it's, 101. It's the big dick move of, like, the third <laughs> act of, like, everybody, like, look, I'm better than you. See ya. It's 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 the equivalent of the evil monologue before they try to kill somebody, that you know, then they escape. Yeah. That's fair. But that point, the, the actual moment, I think, Josh, that surprised you, right? You didn't see that twist coming of her being a villain. I did not. So, to me, that's kind of fun that, like, you know, I've seen it, so I know that was coming, and I don't remember first time watching it if that was a surprise to me or not, but they watching this movie with people, so they, well, they foreshadow there's someone working against them. And yeah. because they, it, you know, we were sort of talking this out afterwards, but they pop around to other different agencies that it almost feels like you're led to believe there's almost a mole in each of these agencies. Not that there's one person that has access to all of it. Right. So I think by the time it's revealed that it's her, then it, all the pieces click into place and it makes sense. But, yeah, I think, you know, watching this with people that hadn't seen it before and they were actually surprised that that was the twist. Like, that's that's a fun thing to see. It wasn't, like, shattering, like, oh, my God, it just turned everything on its head. But <laughs> at, at the least, no, they're like they didn't betray anything of it before that. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I think that's five, actually. Okay. Yeah, the other question I was going to ask was about Vince, but that's five. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Um, Josh, we'll kind of wind down with a couple uh, franchise questions, and then maybe we'll just end with a rating and see what you thought of this one. If okay. you want to give it a number. Um, out of the movies we've watched, one, four, five, and six, uh, I guess just from your perspective, do you want to pinpoint one of these where it feels like the franchise kind of kind of turns a corner? And veers into a different direction. Which one to you felt like it finally was like, okay, we're we're shifting from car racing movie to mm. something else? Probably in five. Okay. Um the I mean I mean, even like car racing was barely present even in four. Um but, True. but the yeah. at the the aspect of I, I, I guess the the way that like some of the action sequences were designed was still with the like car performance uh I don't know, like benefits maybe I, like car performance centric ideas in mind still um to to like construct those whereas even in this one 
like it, it, like in four and five it seemed like anytime they were really talking about like they get the, okay they go to the auction and they buy all those cars because go because it's all about how you customize and do this and that yeah but does would a, like did anything that they do have a direct pivotal impact on what was okay. really happening like yeah you use yeah. some fast cars in parts well then you're just the italian job at that point <laughs> which which is fine the italian job is very enjoyable both of them are yeah but yeah they like quote like car racing car culture this and that like eh, is it really anymore um i don't know yeah it kind of falls out there okay that's fair um again out of the movies we've seen one four five and six uh, do you have a favorite or sh- maybe phrase it as the one you hated the least? <laughs> um, I, I think uh, something you said earlier, I forget your phrasing, but six probably had the best combination of the elements. Okay. I think five had, if, if five had had the characterization, the, and, and the, just like the better dialogue moments for the script that six had, I think I think five would be better than six because okay. five stays more grounded and yeah. it didn't really go over the top with the like the even as much destruction and probably innocent people that they killed with that safe, um, <laughs> dragging it through the goddamn city. Um, it still like it lacked the uh, major suspension of disbelief with the highway and the runway scene although it did have that opening scene with the uh, the present bus that i still contend oh yeah but you kind of get that out of the way early and you're like all right that was bullshit but fine we'll move on yeah we're um, moving on yeah if, if if that if that movie had been bolstered by some of the script and character points that six had i think five would be superior but collectively six had enough of more like checked more of the boxes entirely yeah okay and i love that like everyone points at five is like man that save sequence is really awesome it's such a sore spot for you and i love it (laughs) It, it's not that it's cool it's just like okay so you if you watch what's the movie um it doesn't happen to the extent that it does but like terminator 3 there's a sequence where uh the terminator the, the female terminator has commandeered like a crane truck like a oh, big yeah. ass crane truck and Schwarzenegger gets somehow at one point on the end of the partially extended crane and she is moving the truck to one side of the street or the other and plowing through the first and second floors of buildings along this like industrial park street type of thing but it's very apparent from the way they constructed it all that like there's not another human being around you're not getting yeah. the impression that these buildings are populated there's not people on the sidewalks fast five it's just in the middle of a freaking city <laughs> like at peak time definitely and downtown just wrecking shit <laughs> um right last question i have before we get to a rating uh and i know it's something well, i don't know maybe it's more of a question but uh it's something we sort of touched on before we started the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else for a revisit now. But after finishing six, again, I'm giving you the out. Would you <laughs> rather walk away from this franchise, or is it tolerable to possibly continue at some point down the line? Because I know, you know, we said we'd we'd give you up till six. This mm-hmm. was the the end of our sort of bargain, our deal for sure. trades. Um, 
But you also said, I think, in the previewing that if you're ever going to watch them, mm-hmm. having the excuse to have them part of the podcast is the only way you might ever be able to sit and watch them. So I applaud sure. you for being such a good sport up to this point. <laughs> you too. But again, I'm giving you an out. If you want to, if you want to be done, that we can we can stop. If you want to leave the door open, we can do that too. <laughs> I, I I am fine leaving the door open, and I okay. I think it is. I don't know about how you feel. I think it is fun, at least. For me, I don't know, because nobody ever gives us feedback, so we don't know how anybody feels. But <laughs> um, if you have any enjoyment in the scary movies we're, we're picking, we could kind of re-up that idea or we could redesign it. I I, th- I think for this, having somewhat of like a trade-off or a back and forth um, has worked well. I think that dynamic has worked well. I don't know if you agree. Yeah. Um, but if we f- found a way to continue that dynamic and... and some regard i i think we can do that okay yeah we will we'll try to discuss off air or even if you know if somebody wants to chime in and tell us if you like this type of format you want to hear more josh continue the fast and furious franchise we can you know if we get some feedback that's positive and you want to hear it we'll, we'll work a little bit harder to get that going otherwise it's going to be at our convenience with this at this point could be another two or three years from now so we will <laughs> see how quickly we get through any of this stuff yeah, I just it's... need to make like ten burner accounts when start giving. <laughs> I I uh, mean my, right, so my, we'll... my ego would not be hurt by that at all. <laughs> like, look, we're getting interactions. People like five us. star reviews. Woo! <laughs> I um, didn't say reviews. I would just be like, no, do this. Oh, fair. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that that Fast and the Furious thing you did. Do more of that. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll wind down with a rating, and I'll I'll present this to everybody. So just out of ten. What would you give Fast and Furious Six? Uh, should we start with Josh? Are you queued I'm, up for this? Do you want to I'm take not, it? No, nah, give me give me a moment to contemplate. All right, Mike, we'll come around to you. What do you give it out of ten? Um, you know, As I've a never rewatch really experience of for you. A rating for it before, but uh, on the spot, six point five. Um, okay, and I I'd say that because it's fun. I enjoy watching it. But my goodness, the the plot holes and the retconning and the, you know, the 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 writing is a mess. Okay. And the feasibility of some of it is a mess. But it's still fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not something where it's like a drag to watch. Like I still watch this movie several times, knowing that I feel like it's like a mid range movie. I've still watched it several times. I've watched all these fast movies several times, but I still. I know what they are. I just don't care. It's yeah. I mean, it's the same reason I've watched Alien versus Predator a dozen times in my life <laughs> because I know it's crap, but it's still fun. True, true story. And I think that's kind of where I land. Is like I again watching this again. I forgot how much I actually enjoy this movie, and I think this is one of those franchises that gets a bit of a pass for me. Is because like yes, if you look at the the pieces of it and really try to dissect it. There are issues here. There's shit that does not make sense. It goes way into left field at certain points, but I'm with it. I'm in it. Like I've, I've, I forgive it. I get it's, it's, it's weird. Any other movie I would pick apart for these problems, but the fast and furious, I'm like, you know what? It's fine. It's kind of cool. I think this movie is peak fast and furious for me. I give this like a nine, 9.5 somewhere in there for me. This is the most rewatchable. I think of them for me. Mm. And probably the one that I point at to say, yes, this is this is Fast and Furious to me. I think the next two, and even three, if I want to include, include nine in there, have way bigger jump the shark moments for me that I really kind of 
break that illusion and just go too far for me where I'm like, this is going way past where I think it should be. <laughs> but I understand they have to up the ante after all these movies and just try to one up each other. So I get where they going. But yeah, this for me, this is the good, the the best Fast and Furious movie. See, now for me, arguably in seven, it has two major jump the shark moments. Yeah. That bothered me less than the ones in six. Oh, okay. All right. Because I, I maybe it's just desensitization to it. <laughs> You're just you expecting know. it all these movies now. Well, yeah, like you get to that point, like nines bothered the hell out of me. Like, yeah. There was a few of them in nine where I was just like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Seven, nobody's ever going to try them to show whether or not it's possible, but I feel like it's not necessarily impossible. It's just nobody would ever actually attempt. Oh, right. Yeah. It's, it's, Does that they make start sense? to veer. Like yeah. I feel it, like they start to veer into like Mission Impossible territory, but not like, and I don't know how well they do their stunts. Like, like I know Mission Impossible is putting Tom Cruise in fucking weird situations to see what Tom Cruise might die doing. <laughs> I don't feel like I get that sense from Fast and Furious. A lot of the stunts seem like they have some heavy CG help. Oh, they did. Well, I mean, the two and seven definitely yeah. had a ton of that CG help because nobody's doing, there's no stunt driver in the world that's going to do the one in Dubai yeah. or India or wherever the hell they were in that one. No stunt right. driver in the world's going to even attempt that. Yeah. And the thing with the other thing in seven. I'm thinking of the RV. Is it the RV looking thing? Or wait, is the, maybe that's an eight. I don't, I'm thinking of submarine. Is that eight? Uh, submarine's eight. Yeah. Okay, well, even still, that to me still seems plausible, but nobody's actually going to attempt it. Yeah. You know I mean, like, we're not going to be able to say definitively, no, that's not how that would go, because we really don't know. Right. It, the, the whole thing in Seven, I don't think it would work, but, I mean, if you were going fast enough... <laughs> That's the, yeah, that's the motto would. for this movie, this franchise. If you're going fast enough, anything is possible. <laughs> and yeah, and I think I don't think they were going fast enough in seven. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't think they were. But if you were, technically speaking, yeah, we'll give it a go. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, we'll never know. We will literally never know. But, uh, Josh, you want to come back around to you? You got a rating yet? Mulling it over a little bit. I'm I'm gonna be surprised if it's above five. Well, I'm, I'm we since since we've been doing ratings so much in the context of the comic book films with rewind. I'm like, does any movie rating I give on any discussion now have to fit into like sort of that continuity or that paradigm, or can I just talk about it? Like this is just the internal struggle that's happening. Um, <laughs> See, I went with that paradigm. I went with putting it in that perspective, personally. The 6.5 for me was in the perspective of everything, I've, not You've just rated other stuff that, yeah, we've talked about. S somewhat, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, exactly. Um, like, um, I... To be fair, let's I, put it I, this way. No, these I, it, these it, ratings it, we're doing right now are not going to be on a spreadsheet somewhere no, no, to no. consult later, so... <laughs> if... 
I'll, I'll give this a six. Oh, all right. I'm I'm happily surprised with that. So on uh, on on just the other half higher end of middle of the range. It it, it, it just, as, as an action movie in and of itself, it starts to achieve in that way. And honestly, you had fun. Yeah, at least a smidgen <laughs> of fun. <laughs> I won't say it. Okay. To be fair, like I I do think you know going into this, I was. I knew Josh's aversion to the franchise. I knew where it was going. I didn't think he would really get into any of it. So I'm happy with that rating. I think I think that's it's a good good. If we were to end here, this is a good place to end. Going out on a little bit of a high, I mm. think. Peaking at a six. That's yeah. That's better than I would have expected. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I text your wife that you rated this one a six, <laughs> so she knows. Um. All right. Well, I guess that's uh where we're gonna end this one. Um. Again, we'll see. If you'd like to give us some feedback, let us know if you like this kind of stuff. If you want to hear more Fast and Furious stuff, uh, we can try to plan that. Mike and I, I think, are probably the only ones on the show that have seen Fast 9. If you actually want to hear us talk about Fast 9, him and I can try to do that at some point. If it's just the two of us, I don't know if we'll take the time to do it. But who knows? If people want to hear it, we'll see if we can fit that in somewhere. Somewhere after the fact. Um as of right now, uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Be sure to give us a share on social media. You can follow or subscribe to the show on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher. Uh, hopefully anywhere you're listening to podcasts, you can find us. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Search for Bry Guy and the Super Friends or go to facebook.com slash Friends. You can send us questions, comments, topic suggestions there. You can try to email us, Friends at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at BGSuperFriends. Uh, you can also feel free to follow me on Twitch at Jedi Bry Guy. That's Jedi with an I and Bry with a Y. Uh, if we ever decide to try to do a live episode, we will do it there. Uh, any gameplay that I'm streaming, I'm doing it there. Feel free to give us a follow. And that's it for us. On behalf of Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.